Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, as it is every week. How you doing? And as it is every week, I am joined by... Jackie, Miles is ruining the podcast. Hey, what's up? And that's Miles, right? Say say you're Miles. You're Miles. Uh, (laughs) And this is a podcast where we talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, pretty much just the anime right now. We just talk about the David production anime from 2013, and we're watching... The eighth episode of Stardust Crusaders uh, this week. We're going to be talking about Devil or The Devil. They're not all from 2013. Well, they started in 2013. Okay. Or 2012, maybe. You guys remember 2013? Yep. Yes. Cool. Barely. What a year. And we have a guest. You may have heard him already. but Hi. It's me. If you only know people by their Twitter handles, this is Name of the Year or Elliot. (laughs) Hi, I'm Elliot. Hello. Nice to meet y'all. Hey, Elliot. Talk Welcome. about JoJo. You love Thanks. JoJo, you said? I love JoJo. We're going to talk about JoJo. Okay, I wasn't JoJo. sure. <laughs> because... I've watched, I've watched a JoJo before. Oh, that's good. Did you watch... Yeah. Have you seen everything or no? I have, yeah, actually, of the okay. anime. Uh, Perfect. Elliot, I, I think that we might be at, like, turbo-level weeb with having you on... Uh-oh. So what we ask people every time is like, what is your experience with anime? Okay, um, <laughs> my anime career, my anime experience. Um, I've been watching anime, I guess, forever. But um, I guess short term, I, I work for Crunchyroll uh, on a contract capacity, and you can find some of the stuff that I do on uh, YouTube.com/slash/Crunchyroll, and I, I co-host for them, and I write uh, some video scripts for them and so you can find some videos where i recommend you old anime or like anime that is not super current from their catalog um but i also do a bunch of stuff like uh i staff conventions i staff like anime expo and i just like oh. do all sorts of anime stuff and i watch out the anime uh, <laughs> yeah what are you watching um, right now uh oh t- this this year's this season's pretty Excellent. Uh, I'm watching uh, Megalobox, which mm-hmm. is like a post-apocalyptic like reboot, revision of of uh, Tomorrow's Joe, the boxing really? anime. Okay, I didn't know that. It's super good, and it's not like gritty reboot thing. It's like, um, like the main hook is like in in this post-apocalyptic, not really Earth world. There is like kind of a, a death sport, just like with bo- basically boxing with robot arms. But the main character is from outside. He just he lives in in like the Mad Max part of the world where like there's it's really gritty and, and dusty and there's sand everywhere and it kind of sucks. Um, but he is a really good underground boxer who just fights rigged matches a lot. Um, but he's just very good at it. But he doesn't have a chance to shine, and then he gets into a tiff with like the champion boxer of of this robot boxing league basically um so long story short his his goal is to like get into that league and and show that guy just punch that guy in the face um but he's too poor mm-hmm. like he just doesn't have enough money right to, of course to get like the robot arms that you compete with um so his so then he realizes that their their best bet like him and his coach their best bet is for him to uh, become a gimmick fighter where his name is Gearless Joe and mm. he just fights without any equipment but still wins and it's really it's a really cool sports show 
Right. Just like last week we talked about initial D and the guy drives like a fucking tuk tuk or whatever, the, whatever the hell he drives. It's like really <laughs> shitty. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's like, Oh, the underdog. Cause he doesn't even have anything. It's but he's like, going to try to win with pure skill. I, I feel like the, yeah. Anime really does the underdog stuff. Like, like a really big disparity between like everyone else and the underdog who is like a fetus. That's how it would work if people had a robot baby. arms, you know? Some people would get robot arms and some people wouldn't afford, be able to afford them. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And they wouldn't be able to get jobs uh, and then they would die. They robot would die out. Jobs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are there yeah, any sure every like... job requires a lot of heavy lifting. Yes. No, it doesn't. <laughs> True. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Are there any animes about front runners? Just people who... Oh, I guess uh, One Punch Man. No. I don't know. I've never seen it. I, <laughs> Front runners? Yeah. Yeah, just people who like just are obviously are... favored in every fight and win. Oh, Sailor yeah. Moon. <laughs> oh, okay. Sailor Moon's kind of like that. You could, yeah, you could say JoJo. I, I mean, they're up against like big odds, but like even in this episode, they're like, you always flash your stands all over the place. We know exactly oh, what yeah. you can do. Yeah. But it's not, it's not an underdog story. I'll say that, at least. Elliot, how are the benefits at Crunchyroll? <laughs> He's Man, contracted. I don't get any way. Oh, okay. I don't get any. <laughs> it's contract. So, hmm. so it's contract. So you go to you go to urgent care and roll the dice is what we're what we're hearing. Nice. Yeah, just like the rest of America. Yeah, True. I was I was hearing this story about this guy whose jaw locked open, like he was yawning <laughs> and his jaw just Uh-oh. like clicked open. It's like my biggest nightmare. Oh my god! Wait, why is that your biggest nightmare? Have you ever yawned? Don't yawn. Oh no, I never have. Exactly. Oh. Um, and he just like goes to urgent care. And uh, this is actually on a different podcast. He was talking about this, I think, on Beautiful Anonymous. And the guy in urgent care just, like, looks at him for a second. And he's like, just tell me when this hurts. And he just starts to, like, squeeze his jaw shut. And he's like, ow, ow, ow. (laughs) The guy, like, leaves for, like, five minutes. And he's like, he's just fucking Googling it. So then they leave and go to a real ER. And that story has really put me off, too. Anyway. This episode sponsored by American Healthcare. Um, (laughs) By CVS Minute Clinic. Ouch. Is that a thing? Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, Elliot, you just watched the episode, right? Uh, Devil, or what yeah. is it, episode 34 or 35 overall, something like that? Yeah, we've got to go to Correspondence Corner first. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Elliot, we have some people oh, yeah. um, write, write, in, write in, tweet in, and pose questions, and ask things, and that's the same thing. You yeah. know, okay. All right, Miles, take us to Correspondence Corner. Okay. Now we triplet it in. What do you call that? No, that was like a horse. It was like horse a back. horse. Yeah, okay. we we all got on the same horse. I did that last episode. Okay. Big horse. <laughs> I'm, yeah. in, I'm a in, whole horse. I, hey. Hey. <laughs> that beats my joke. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's look. We so we recorded. We had like a weird recording schedule, so we actually have a bunch because we're kind of backed up. Uh, so how did you sign this? All right, I'm going to call you Alex. Alex writes. Hey, people, I've noticed some puns being made on the last episode, so I searched about some JoJo-related ones. Not, what? <laughs> not disappointed. Oh, man. I researched some puns. When I, when I first read this, I skipped that part, and I thought he just came up with these, and I was like, these are really good. So uh, Alex, whenever he hears puns, he looks up other puns? I suppose so. And then steals them. Weird policy, Alex. He gave it credit, you know. Uh, okay, good. He indicated, not 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 exact credit, but... He, he noticed that we liked puns, and so he was like, hey, here's some more puns. I heard you <laughs> no, like puns. No, I, I, I like Here's some more puns. Actually, my favorite one is first, so I'm going to save it for last. Uh, what dessert does Iggy hate? Mm. Vanilla ice cream. Uh. I'm so hungry I could eat a whole horse... Mm-hmm. Joseph lost his hand in a car's accident. 
<laughs> What do you call a killer queen without a stand user? A stray cat. Uh, and then this is my favorite. What do Caesar have in what does Caesar have in common with soda? You should let us guess. What does Caesar <laughs> have in common with soda? Um does, does uh, anyone have a guess? You, you don't know. <laughs> bubbles. Can you insert an oh, hour tiny of silence bubbles. here? I don't know. Uh, they both go flat when they run out of bubbles. Uh, uh, that's yeah. not nice. That's not nice. Because he gets flattened by yeah. the rock, you know? And I don't like that. It's bubbles sad. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Love it. If Caesar were a soda, he'd be like mellow yellow or like melon soda or something weird that I don't like. I've never had mellow yellow. It's whatever. What is Either. the flavor of it? I think it's like Sprite. Yes. Oh. It's <laughs> yellow. It'd be Mountain Dew. Yeah, I think it's so, so piss. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you say piss before? <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. Thanks for those puns, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He, I forgot he signed it. Let me see here. Uh, that's about it. Oh, and P.S. I'm extremely horny. Okay. Yes. Great. Ah, there it is. There it mm-hmm. is. Okay, I'll just Do read you listen to our podcast? I've listened to one episode. Great. Good. <laughs> cool. That's cool. all you need. Okay, here we go. That's more than many that's more, guests. That's more than you need. <laughs> Uh, this email's from Chad. Hello, Chad. Hey, Chad. Hi, Chad. Aloha. This is titled Cummings and Goings. Okay. Uh, Cummings is spelt the E-E way, which made me wonder what the fuck this email was going to be, but (laughs) Aloha JJB Pod Crew. In case you didn't learn this when you found out last week's opening song, and before the information burns a hole in my head, Jim Cummings, the voice for the English-speaking Tigger, is also the voice of Pooh, Darkwing Duck, Don Carnage from Tailspin. Pete, who's Goofy's best frenemy, and a bunch of other voices and at least a fourth of the male characters in Skyrim. Awesome. Anyway, my question for you all is this. Pretend you're a college student again, Mm. and you've been selected to take part in a week-long homestay student exchange. Where will you opt to go and why? But we have options. Your options are a father and his teenage son in an English countryside that are currently hosting a young man, but have insisted they have more than enough space for another. Uh, a mother and her two adopted teenage sons at a private estate in Italy. They've stated that I have a fairly regular, though slightly unorthodox, physical regimen that all members of the household are expected to participate in for some of your homestay. Uh-huh. A mother, her teenage son near Tokyo, Japan. The mother's father and a family friend will also be staying in the house at the time of the homestay, but stated they may be leaving prior to the end of your stay, which shouldn't disrupt the overall program. A mother and her teenage son in a small island town within the city limits of Sendai, Japan. I never realized that's what S-City is. A relative of the family will be visiting at the time of the homestay to study an indigenous species of starfish in the area, but plans to be staying at a local hotel rather than in the home. Keep up the great work, and if you were worried, don't feel bad if you weren't. The recent extreme active volcano is on the island I'm moving to, and not the one I currently live on. Mahalo, Chad. Oh, good. Yeah, Ch- Chad, maybe maybe hold cool. up on, on moving into that active lava Don't do flow. that, Chad. So basically... <laughs> don't move into the volcano. Yeah. Move, uh, move next to it. It's probably really cheap right now. You know, are these all? These are all JoJo. Yep, it's all I, just parts one I through figured four. Figured it out. I, figured I, it out. I personally, man, it would be cool to be next to the Stardust Crusaders. I also, by the way, I made my decision. Sorry for cutting you off, Mark. That's fine. But I just wanted to say that I made my decision before I realized that it was JoJo's, and I. <laughs> What? I thought you would get it right away, so I'm wondering what you're going to say. I chose the uh, Italy, the woman and her uh, son. Uh, or it, what, it, yeah. And they, her they, adoptive sons. And they have a weird regimen. That's, that's the one I would have chosen, because I was like, that sounds interesting, and Italy seems cool. 
I want a regimen. <laughs> <laughs> we all need structure in our lives. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be cool to be Lock next a to a part. Pillar of oil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A big sex toy just coming out the middle of the ground. <laughs> it also seems the least creepy, like not knowing anything else. I'm like, I don't want to live with like like people and their family friends and like relatives that are visiting yeah, they're huge family friends and that are over like, six feet and it's like <laughs> most most of the people in the story or not the story in the situations were men and i was like i don't want to be in a house with strange men that's so true. that's where that's where i'm coming from i'm like all right i can right. i can do uh but now knowing well, lisa, lisa definitely part three would be easy because they leave and all you have to do is watch a sick woman you know, that's a big oh. responsibility, Mark. She's fine. That is. She's not fine. I, She's for me, it'd be dying. part four because because. You, you, you don't know what's wrong with her, and then you can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, but there's probably homestay nurses, and you could just be like eating a bunch of chips in the corner, like I feel bad. I just. <laughs> why don't you wish just, I could do something? Why don't you just, just go with Cheeto them? dust all over like the <laughs> IV? Yeah. <laughs> you can just leave her and go with and go with the guys. I, but that's not a homestay. Chad asked about oh. homestay. I thought the, the 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 thing of it is is that you have to stay in the town. So like, yeah. yeah part two, even they're gone for a little bit. You can just chill in Italy. For me, it'd be part four just because the city is interesting. I want to go look at the pylon guy and talk to aliens yeah. and get a sandwich mm, from Saint Gentleman. True. Love sandwiches. And I want to stay with Josuke's hot mom. <laughs> I want to learn about starfishes. Very good. Yeah, I picked the starfish one. I picked the biology, the auto, autobiology, uh, uh, aqua, man, marine biologist. Yeah, they couldn't even come up with a fucking like one word for that. They were like marine biologist. Yeah, I was assuming that there was like a Latin prefix that I was forgetting, but no, it's just marine. Yeah. Um, Good email, Chad. Thank you for that. That was lengthy, but did everyone answer? I liked it. Yeah. Stay safe, Chad. What was your answer, Miles? The starfish. Oh, you picked starfish. You live with the starfish. You picked starfish. Yeah, starfish. All the guys picked starfish. Yeah, yeah. I'd live with Patrick Star. <laughs> okay. From Bikini Bottom. Jackie, though, I think maybe we should live together. I just thought about it. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> hang out. No. No. <laughs> I'll be in Italy with Lisa Lisa. All right, whatever. We'll see how long the exchange program runs. And Caesar. I've been to Italy. I'm from Italy. Also, yeah, you're back in college. That's part of the. Oh scenario. yeah, and you're back in college. Jackie, okay. we were dating in college. Okay, well, I'm going to spend the fucking summer in Italy, and okay. you have fun in Japan. Yeah. All right. Why don't you just let have her be an independent person, you jerk? <laughs> well, we... Okay. You can survive a summer. You're married. We were 90 minutes apart when, when we had... Chad didn't say you could bring your fucking girlfriend or boyfriend. <laughs> Chad didn't specify that. Well... Didn't say you couldn't. So <laughs> I see where your head's I'm at. I'm saying I'm gonna have a nice summer in Italy without you, and I'll I'll tell you that's, about you it. You know what? I, that's totally fine. <laughs> you can do that. Um, all right. This one is from the Bizarre Buccaneer, the OG. Um, this is titled "Fake Captain Garfield." That's Orange Gladiator. Yep. Uh, hey guys, sorry I haven't written in a while. I have an interesting tidbit on the fake captain from the Dark Blue Moon fight. Did you know he also did the Japanese dub of Garfield? guess that was a monday when jotaro shot him in the head with his fingers love it also if you need very late music reference that old dude on the plane was named gray fly after glenn fry frontman of the eagles i mean i fucking hate the eagles that can't be true (laughs) i don't know gray fly after glenn fry i kind of i can see it sounds right it's close and i think it is the first time that araki realized that colors should become before nouns Mm. in english so it it could be but, he figures it out over time, which is very funny. And then he's like, I'm out of colors. <laughs> and then he's just like, whatever. 
Um, he says, well, there's the whole thing. Happy Mother's Day. Also, please play Danzig's mother. Uh, <laughs> Bizarre Buccaneer. P.S. Only true fans have the guts to say I'm horny. That's true. <laughs> I agree with that. I almost hit the Gmail auto answer. Haha, ha, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys get that on your phones? Yeah. The auto response? Yeah. yeah. But even if, if it's something that I am exactly going to say, I feel like it's rude to do it. Yeah. It feels weird and bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't want a robot writing my, even if the robot knows. I, would, I, I felt that way at first, but now I look at it and I'm like, yeah, no, that sounds good. Yeah. I would say that. I, I've, never, I've never thought that they were right. Like, I never thought that this was the answer to the Because you got to use it or lose it. Yeah. Mm. I think I have to lower my regard for people and just start using it. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's, now Google's going to be able to order a pizza or, like, call a barbershop for you. What? Have you not seen this? I'm not yeah, kidding. It's weird. It's like a stage demo that they haven't quite admitted, but... I would never call a barbershop. Google Duplex, you can tell it to call a barbershop, and this AI voice calls, and it, like, throws in, like, ums to sound real, where it's like... Oh, I've heard of this. I'm calling for my client. Um, They want to come in between 12 and 2 on Tuesday. I never um. But what I think would be... Well, it's somebody calling on your behalf. Well, it's not yet. It's not pretending to be you, although that would oh, also it's, be... It's be like your dumb secretary. Yeah. But I would love it if they showed what happens if someone is, like asking too many complicated questions or they're just uh-huh. like accusing the thing of being weird i would love if it was like i'm Does a robot <laughs> the jig is up. i'm sorry i don't understand what you're saying just because i am a robot Great. sorry what's that elliot it just ums for a whole minute yeah like it's some- like tina from bob's burgers uh. yeah. <laughs> Someone at work, I think, was just, I think a friend of mine was like, have you seen the Google Pixel phone? I am a robot. <laughs> um, this episode brought to you by Bing. Um, all right. What, what's that? Bing? Yeah, what's that? <sighs> it's Microsoft search engine and obvious equal footing competitor to Google search. Mm. You can get like a Starbucks card if you make like a bajillion searches. So that's kind of cool. How, mo- how many searches? A bajillion. But all those searches you'll redo in Google because Bing doesn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, you have to do them twice. <laughs> there's scripts people have written where if you search with Bing, it also opens a new tab and searches with Google. Wow. So you mm. get the Google Just result, but you, you get the Bing reward. Ooh, love it. That's good, actually. Not sure why I haven't installed that yet. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Uh, it says, hey, nerds. And it's, hey. from, it's from Luca, who we haven't heard from in a while. How you doing, Luca? What up, Luca? Luca from Scotland. Oh, not hey. Luca Doncic. Who's that? He's uh, maybe going to go number one in the NBA draft. Oh, sports. Luca from Chrono Trigger. Luck, not Luca. so nerdy anymore, am I, Luca? <laughs> he doesn't know what basketball is. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, how are you? Hi, we're fine. We're fine. fine. Pretty good. Cool. <laughs> you said cool, Elliot, to how are you? Cool. Elliot, how are you? you are cool. Cool. <laughs> uh, I apologize for not writing in. It's currently exam, ses- exam season. You don't have to apologize. Please don't. And I don't have a lot of free time, but I've only got two left, history and French on the 16th and 17th. So hopefully I'll be able to reply more often. Sacre Good, luck. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> That'll help yeah. you out with your French, buddy. Raison d'être. First, you asked us to write in and tell you our favorite candy. While we don't have, quote, candy in Scotland, my favorite confectionery. What the hell is that supposed to mean? What? I guess he says confectionery. Get out of here, Luca. Uh, My favorite confectionery is the simple Reese's Cup. Mm. IDK, if that counts. (laughs) The humble Reese's. Sorry if it doesn't. No, it counts. That's a candy. It totally counts, yeah. In Iceland, they had um, extra prints. I don't think it's Icelandic. I think it's 
just Scandinavia in general, but it's like like an extra thick with two C's Kit Kat, and it's delicious. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. You got to fuck Wait, with... Wait, at what point is a Kit Kat not just a candy bar? I don't know. I mean, when it gets too thick with three C's, it just becomes yeah. like... <laughs> it's the thick daddy of Kit Kat yeah, bars. Yeah, dude. Nice. Have I you... love Kit Kat. Elliot, I feel like you've been to Japan a bunch, right? Not that many times, but I have been to Japan, yeah. Have you fucked with a lot of uh, Japanese Kit Kats? Yeah, they're amazing. You can like, buy they them mostly, here. Yep. Yeah, you can buy them here nowadays. But they mostly sell them at like the weird flavors. They mostly sell them at like tourist um, oh. kind of tourist spots because they're they're kind of more for like uh, like a present or like you know omiyagi like you give away to someone after a trip. Uh, okay. um, so they sell these weird flavors at uh, like airports and like tourist stops at at uh, I don't know like a shrine or like whatever like a any tourist destination. Um, my favorite one was uh, a sake flavored. I, I saw that uh, one. I didn't get a chance to try it. It it's weird because it's like a sip of sake of like alcohol, mm. but it's not. Oh, it just tastes. <laughs> but it's like also it. just chocolate. It's just chocolate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I've had that one too, and I did not love it. I liked the green tea. Green tea is always yeah. Like green tea is good. It's solid. Solid butter cookie is very good. That was like a a new Ooh, intro. I haven't had that. Strawberry's not bad. Um, uh-huh. There's a there's a, they have like an extra crisp one and I think they have a thick daddy one like <laughs> pretty much the one you're talking about. <laughs> All thick daddy. Yeah. Um, a, th- a thick caddy, thick caddy. <laughs> Very good. Anyway, uh, second, you asked us to write in about whether or not we feel like we are going to be murdered in the shower. Oh yes, I want to know. I deal with it in the darkest possible way. I put on music that someone can't possibly be murdered to. Like no one can die while listening to Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> or should I stay or should I go by The Clash? Those would be good end songs. I feel like sa- you could get murdered to sabotage. I, yeah, there's like two uh, benefits where if you do get murdered, at least you get a sick soundtrack. True. Yeah. Or you seem like you were an agent who got double-crossed. Yeah, I would want to get murdered to sabotage. Uh, sorry if this is anyway. overly for... <laughs> I'm just going to ignore that. Sorry if this is overly verbose. I'm just out of my English exam... So I'm still in the mind uh, set. Feel free to paraphrase this. Too late. Already read it all. Great, great letter. Thank you for writing and about murder and candy. Yeah. Yes. By yes. the way, on that note, I hate how verbose academic writing is. Yeah. Learn to edit academics. Yeah. Well, that's because you write journalism in the era of microblogging mm-hmm. and ADHD and micro dicks. What? <laughs> Excuse me. Huh? Right. <laughs> huh? What? Do you want to take that again? And micro dicks. <laughs> no, I meant without that part. <laughs> All right. No, that, is, that's this is who we are. <laughs> this is a podcast for fifteen-year-olds. Uh, this is from Obon Osun, and the title is "Candy Ann and Shower Thoughts." Yes. Uh, it says to the crew from Obon Osun. I legally changed my name. Happy Mark. Yes. Wait, I don't remember this. <laughs> this person's name was Dudu Oson before. And this is better. I like it. Maybe better. it's a real name that I don't know the origin of, but they changed it to Obon Oson or Obon Oson. Cool. I think Dudu is short for Dudley Dudley. Steven. <laughs> Very good. Favorite candy? Gummy bears. Yeah. Oh. No. I like gummy uh-huh. bears. I like cool. cutting them in half and putting them together and making freakish no. hybrids. <laughs> Chimeras. Yes. Actually, not really, because they're the same species. <laughs> uh, maybe you. Uh, and Attacked in the Shower is a horror movie reference, specifically Psycho, I believe. True. Part three is chock full of horror movie conventions and tropes. 
I would definitely say that's true this episode, right? Mm, sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, as for her degree of dress, we're talking about Anne from Strength, who's just running around with her butt out on the ship. She's yeah. She's just she's just holding a a towel. Yeah. In uh, front of her and not wrapping it around herself. Yep, because the towel is like a paper towel. I'll, I want to tweet like instructions on how to wrap a towel around yourself. <laughs> oh, WikiHow probably has a great Absolutely. diagram. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet that. Where, oh, where's my phone? Ooh, look at that. Okay. Don't worry, don't worry I'll, about it. I'll now. tweet it later. Uh, As for her degree of dress, I believe it was a combination of fear and time to act. She didn't have much time to cover herself. Considering Star Platinum is faster than light, can move so fast that it cannot be seen, but its punches can also take up multiple panels. Like, his punches can also take up multiple panels. In the manga, the change of time is not constant between panels, and David Pro have chosen to be very faithful to the time-unfriendly medium. Mm. Uh, I'll be re-listening to all the JJB episodes this summer as I work out. Keep up the good quality. Thanks to all. Re-listening. He's going to re-listen. Wow. He's going to hear us again. Usually our episodes are just mistakes when you listen. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want to work out to this? Yeah, I've tried working out to... Get pumped. I've tried working out to like comedy podcasts and you just you get fucked because you're like squatting and then someone makes a joke and then you're just dead. <laughs> also, we're not that funny. But I when I listen to comedy podcasts when I run... It looks stupid because it's just a man running while laughing. <laughs> I fucking love exercise. <laughs> I listen to our podcast while I'm like traveling, like on the like go, like catching the bus and stuff. And so I'll just be like waiting for the bus, like laughing and smiling at myself. <laughs> That's funny. I uh, I got into podcasts when I was working in an office that I hated. So I would just be like in the corner. People were like, "There's that weird guy," and I would just be laughing to mm. myself very quietly about Rory Scoville saying he couldn't tell the difference between like fruit punch and coffee. <laughs> Some comment like that just destroyed me. Down in Delaware. All right, this is pretty much the last one. Um, oh God, it's long. What are you doing? Brent. Um, Hello, Brent. Thanks, Brent. Oh my God. Okay. People who email us also I, learn me, to edit. Me. I'll skim it. I'll skim it. I meant, I meant to paraphrase it. Uh, okay. Uh, no, because I, I did read a little bit of it. So, Okay. Uh, this is called Some Comments from a Still Catching Up New Listener. Hey there, I'm Brent from New Orleans. Hi, Brent. I, or New Orleans. Welcome. I drive for a living, and your podcast is one of many that helps be, make being stuck in traffic a lot more bearable. That's See, one person listens to us to fall asleep, and another person <laughs> listens to us to pay attention while driving. So yeah. something's wrong think, there. It's close enough. One of them is screwing up. (laughs) (laughs) One of them is either, yeah, so somebody's either not sleeping or dead, right? (laughs) I I think the guy's sleeping. Yeah, I think if he checked his Fitbit, like, sleep record, it's like you tossed and turned every 15 minutes. Um, I'm still catching up. Just finished episode 51 as I'm typing this. Forgive me if this runs long as I have a slight tendency to ramble. Or in that case, feel free to heavily or humorously a la TFS. Abridge this letter if need be. What what is TFS? Is that the group that abridges uh, that does all the abridged versions of anime? I don't know. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I, I don't yeah, know. I know what you mean. I don't know what to like. I I googled TFS and I got Toyota Financial. Services. It's like oh okay. Oh, I think it's Team <laughs> Team Four Star. I think I think they do Dragon Ball. Team Team Fortress. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was team, thinking. Team Four Stress Two. <laughs> I think it's Team Four Star who does the Dragon Ball Z. Uh, that makes sense to me. Abridged. Um. Basically, you read, yeah, so Brent read the shitty translations at four and five because he didn't want to have to read those, so he just stopped at part three back in 2012 before there was an anime. Mm. Um, so he skipped a lot of the anime, it looks like. 
uh, comment on a couple of things that he remembers from episodes. This is the best when someone brings up something from an episode like 10 times ago, and I'm like, we said that shit? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Jackie remembered where Arena had vanished to for seven years in Jonathan's youth. I have an answer in an email attachment called read the huge ass speech bubble in the bottom left.jpg. Um, I took a look at it, and yeah, it is explained briefly that Erina vanished for seven years because she moved with her family to India for a while. This, you is, know. In, this is in the first arc. Yeah, and yes. F- Phantom Blood. Right. Okay, when, when there's like a time skip, like there's like, you skip ahead in time mm-hmm. during that time. Okay. So Erina is an evil colonizer? Yeah. But so was everyone back then. Well, yeah, True. they were in England, after all. Hmm. And yeah. if you paid your taxes, you're part of the problem, just like now. True. Okay, so I think this is the first time someone's addressed my problem where Jonathan somehow punches through a wall with Hamon. Mm. Says the energy is not suited for destruction except for vampires who are naturally weak to it, which is why Zeppeli couldn't break down uh, heavy steel. But it would be unreasonable to assume that a wall or other solid material would act as a medium capable of transferring. So if you were to send a ripple into the wall, I'd assume that it would follow the path of least resistance via natural fractures or crevices in the rock or joints between bricks that were laid centuries ago. Uh, or it's another instance of Araki forgets. All right, fair. Maybe Hamon went. I, I don't. I, I still don't like it. He punches through a wall. Uh, <laughs> what this? Oh, apparently at some point, uh, Mark and Miles talked a lot about getting kicked in the genitals. <laughs> so he wanted us. Why to, do people listen to this? I don't know. That's a, that's a big JoJo thing, anyway. Yeah, True. Well, it was on topic. This is how would you ex- explain to someone of the opposite gender what it feels like to be attacked in your nether regions? <laughs> I, uh, I I've tried this before. Um, I, I I'm pretty sure I've asked. Yeah, I think <laughs> it feels like you get hurt, but instead of the pain like instantly starting to decrease, the pain just sits at the the peak. <laughs> yeah, it, for a long time, and it changes. Yeah, like it, it feels both dull and sharp. And it goes, like, into your stomach and you feel sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it goes up. It moves somehow. I've heard of people throwing up getting after getting kicked in the balls, and I don't uh, want that I to happen. I can see that. Because it does make you feel a little bit, like, it feels like nausea. Mm. Um, he goes on to talk about some of the similarities between uh, Jonathan Joestar as a ghost and Star Platinum. I think we've covered that a little bit. You might, you might hear that soon. Brent? Um... Yeah, some people think that, yeah, Star Platinum is really the we awakened, the awakened ghost of Jonathan. Um, oh, yeah, we asked, about, oh. we asked about Dio staying at the bottom of a, uh, at the ocean. We were like, how does he survive down there? But remember that the world does have oxygen tanks on its back, and Dio has a song called Holy Diver. So maybe he's been out too long in the midnight sea. <sighs> Dio does have another stand. Yep, we cover this. You'll get there. We talk about uh, whatever it's called, passion or some shit. Um, the psychic link. Yeah. Okay. Wow. He tried to use HTML markup. That's cool. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's a joke. But yeah, Darby poker fight. Just send me it later. We'll. We'll all read it later. <laughs> I won't. I'll read it. I wonder. I want to see the markup. Wait a minute. I'm reading about. It's just no. It's just I. It's just the italics code. Oh. Darby apparently knew the secret of Dio stand, and knowing that world possible, pulling off those feats would be so. Oh, okay, interesting. He's theorizing that since Jotaro was able to pull cigarettes and drinks when he's playing with Darby to kind of throw him off, and since Darby knew that Dio could stop time, he theorizes that Darby may have thought that Star Platinum could have stopped time. Maybe he figured out the. 
the secret with star platinum and that's why he was getting so freaked out anyway uh, uh what do you guys have next on the menu if evento oreo anime is html italics still not announced i wouldn't mind if you guys were to start still covering not. the manga from part five onwards uh and possibly george joe star no because it truly takes the bizarre <laughs> adventure title and runs wild with it. George Josar spoils too much. We can't do that. Now, apologies for how rambly this got, but thanks for all your hard work and keeping me and countless others entertained during our daily lives. Thank you. You guys are the best. You're the best. P.S. Mark, Dinosaur Jr. would be a much better name for scary monsters. Agree or disagree? Uh, Dinosaur Jr. I, I, it does feel more appropriate, but I'm going to disagree because it's a Bowie reference and I want it in there. Uh, P.P.S. Do you agree, Elliot? What do you know? Hmm. Uh... A lot of those references, are, like I feel like it's too new for reference of that. Okay. Dinosaur there. Jr. Yeah, I mean, not like too new, but like a lot of those references are like a specific kind of eighties rock. Yeah. Wait, Dinosaur Jr. is new? Not new. Huh. I don't know. I think of Dinosaur Jr. as nineties. Maybe I'm. Oh, wrong. okay, okay. Um, yeah, and for part for Steel Ball Run, it was mostly no. They do some new shit in, in Steel Ball Run. Though. They have Hey Ya. In there. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have a few things. They jump around. Uh, PPS, tell me that the song title Arc Infinity would not be an awesome name for a stand. Uh, yeah. Sure. I'll give it to you. I don't even know what is Arc Infinity. Arc Weld is a Neil Young album. Cool. I can't find anything. It may or may not be an episode of Doctor Who, apparently. Arc of Infinity. Anyway, thanks for everyone who wrote in. I am uh, out of breath and going to pass out. Um, so thank you for being a new listener. And... Send us shorter letters, but keep yeah, writing remember us to edit. letters. Listening keep, while working out. Yeah, cut it into like letters. four letters. No, no, no. Two part letters. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> just, just write bullet points and then delete bullet points that you don't want. But thank you for writing, regardless. Write an outline first, and then once you have your outline, then you can start writing, you know, the, the intro paragraph and <laughs> no, no, <wait. laughs> the body. And then you gotta like reread it a few times. Restate your points. Right. Yes. Restate your points at the end. That's very important. Make sure your header is proper format. Have a cover page. Cite your sources. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. So this week we watched Devil, um, an M Night Shyamalan movie. I was I was thinking that. Yeah. Not a bad movie. Um, It's okay. So this episode starts uh, in Singapore. Yes. Uh Where we were. And uh, they're walking through this beautiful city that the narrator last episode said is wonderful because of free trade or whatever. What is it this city called? It's called (laughs) Singapore City, comma, Singapore. Okay. What's the capital of Singapore? I don't know. Good question. Uh, I thought I knew it. Let me ask my friend Google. I think it's Malaysia. (laughs) Google's like, uh... I don't know. <laughs> Google's like, um... Um, uh... It's um, something that starts with a uh, Z. Like, Google's getting too realistic. <laughs> okay, let's ask here. What is the capital of Singapore? What? Why don't you... Speak up, because you probably oh, silenced Sing- Singapore phone. is an island city-state off of southern Malaysia. Wow. So, oh, so it is a city itself. It yeah. is its own city. Shows how much we know. It's a city-state. That's yeah. why he never went into it. Okay. Uh, but it has no capital because it is its capital, right? Just like Djibouti, um, and Vatican and Malta, and blah blah blah. Um, so, right, the, I don't understand this joke. Polnareff gets accosted by a police officer for littering, mm-hmm. and yes. and he, and, the, and the guy is holding some trash in his hand, isn't he? I think it's a ticket. No, oh. it's like a yeah. He's like gonna write him a ticket. 
Oh, okay. So I get it. So then the joke becomes that Polnareff. The joke becomes that Polnareff is like a dirty hobo. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, "That's not trash. That's my luggage," and it's just his fucking hobo bindle. And then he puts his hands on the cop, and he doesn't get shot because of white privilege. It's also, <laughs> it's also Singapore. I'm confused yeah. though. Wait well, a minute. Huge. They're all huge. Yeah, it's true. So the cop was gonna stop him for having that bag. Yes. For like leaving. For littering. It looks like it's just a garbage bag. But it's not a garbage bag. No. No, <laughs> no it's all of Pol- Polnareff's belongings. Okay. Got it. Everything he has. He just, the joke is that he has bad luggage. Okay. Yeah. And everyone laughs. <laughs> yeah. It's probably everyone just laughs. that Araki had been yeah. drawing this ugly bag and then was like, you know what's funny? And then he just realized <laughs> what it looked like. Doesn't this look like shit? <laughs> Isn't it funny? It's my drawing, but it's ugly. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the cop like apologizes and leaves, and then everybody laughs, and the girl who's still there laughs louder. And yeah, Anne. and they're like, "Don't you have to fuck off now? <laughs> Isn't your dad in Singapore?" Yeah, and she's like, "Well, I'm meeting him yeah, in five no, guess... days." <laughs> weird. How did she get in touch with him? Yeah, it's also weird that he's like. I don't know where you're staying, but just go stay somewhere else because I'm busy for five days. I can't house you. I can't give you money for a hotel. So whatever you're doing, just do it. And in five days, we'll just meet up. sleep on the street for five days and I'll come find yeah. you. If you're with a bunch of huge men, go sleep with them <laughs> in a hotel room. room. Especially if they're men who briefly consider staying in the same room as you. Mm-hmm. So is this a bad dad? Yes. I'm going to go ahead and say yeah. Yeah. Not a rad dad. It's not a rad dad. Not, not a rad dad. Not a ghost dad. Not a uh, gross dad. Gross dad. What other dads do we have in this? Don't, thick don't, dad. don't <laughs> fucking do it. <laughs> fucking asshole. Um, you you asked. Thick daddy is over. It's been over. We're on diaper daddy now. That's right. No. <laughs> no. Diaper daddy actually comes from uh, Elliot. Actually comes from a conversation I had with some of the people that you and I mutually know. We were uh-huh. having a, a, a Skype conversation on New Year's for some reason. And for some reason, diapers were a meme at the time. And we were like Skype calling time. people. And somehow the term Skype before dipe came up. Oh, that's a good, that's a good one. And, and drunk people on Skype on New Year's especially love that joke. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so they all laugh. And then they're like, all right, Anne, come along with us. And they go into this super fancy hotel. And Joseph, like an asshole, walks in and there's no... Wait, well, you forgot the part where Polnareff goes to Anne. Hey, you're poor, right? Why oh, don't yeah. you come <laughs> yes. with us? What a dick. <laughs> yeah, he calls her a beanball, I believe, which is like a slang for a poor person. Wow. Um, and what is nice is the rest of the gang looks like embarrassed for him. They're all like, oh, you fucking idiot. Um, yeah. But, I mean, he gets straight to the point. You know, he's like, just come with us because we'll take care of you. Um, so they go into the hotel lobby and joseph is like surprised that there's not that they like they're really overbooked so they can't all get rooms like next to each other so they have to get rooms in different parts of the hotel which isn't foreshadowing at all (laughs) they're splitting up they're splitting up according to their uh yaoi pairings yes (laughs) for real oh like the the fact that that uh josuke no, Wait, Jotaro. Ah, jo- oh, fuck. <laughs> that Jotaro is, uh, and, and uh, Kakuen yeah. are like, uh, we should room together because we're both students. We're both it's like, really? Students. Come on. We're, we're both horny. I mean, I mean. <laughs> like, I mean, on the other hand, to... it's, also, it's also just Jotaro being like, I don't want to stay with Polnareff. Yeah. 
or yeah. grandpa. People hate or that guy. Grandpa. But it's it's Kakyo and who says like, ah, uh, students should stay with students. And you're like, all right. It's a buddy system. Yeah, we can talk about our uniforms that are glued to our bodies. No one asked. <laughs> no one asked them why. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. No yeah, one asked yeah, them why. Why, ask. why should no, you guys true. room together? It was just like, oh, we should room together because like this dumb reason that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, Joseph. So Joseph and Abdul room together. Uh, Kakyoin and Jotaro room together and then they're like uh, and that leaves and it's like they, they picked three rooms so they're like alright it'll be Polnareff and Anne and Anne's like ew I don't want a room with you and Joseph is like well she is a child but she is also a lady so let's do five rooms or four rooms yeah four rooms um, and uh, it's weird that it took him that long to put together the idea that this is a girl like he was mm-hmm. like <laughs> classifying like Adult, no. Child, yes. Male, no. Female, well, he's, yes. He's never raised a child before. So. Aw, that's true. true. <laughs> he is a deadbeat dad. Holly, why'd you ma- why'd you marry this Japanese jazz musician? Is it because I've never <laughs> come to you before? But she, uh, but her husband is also an abandoner. Yeah, every dad in JoJo sucks. Bad dads. Yeah, mm-hmm. seriously, bad dads. Not rad dads. The uh, only good no, ghost dad is a good dad. <laughs> that's true. I guess he is a good yeah. dad. Yeah. I mean, let me think of... No, not all villain dads are good, because Dio's dad is a bad dad. Yeah. Um, uh, fucking the guy that Kira impersonates is not a good Kosaku. dad. Kosaku? Well, yeah. Kosaku's just... He's not a villain. He's just a, sh- a shithead. He's a shitty dad, though. I'm just yeah, naming dads. Dad. I'm oh, naming dads. Oh, I was saying villains, but okay. 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 Um, we don't know about the Pillar Men, because we don't know if they reproduce or whatever. <laughs> um, They're all dads in some capacity. Yeah, they are. But they're bad. They're bad dads. Are there any sad dads? Maybe Wham is a father figure. Anyone get that joke? Okay, good. Mm. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. Father figure. Father, yeah. It's a, 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 that's a George Michael song. You're right. George Michael. George, George Michael's a, a member of Wham. You're right. You got it. <laughs> yes. Put together my excellent joke. Um, <laughs> are there any sad dads? Um, I don't think so. Gross dad is probably sad. That's true. There's that um, um, divorced dad Twitter account. Uh, Coffee dad? No, I think it's it's just a guy who keeps tweeting that his wife left him. Oh, that's... Have you ever seen Coffee dad? It's the best. No. It's just every, like, day or every once in a while, I don't know, he just tweets something where he's like, yep, gotta have coffee. (laughs) And then every day, he'll write something like, love coffee, second cup, blah, blah. And then, like, once every ten days, he writes, like, I miss him so much. And just, like, read this this dark subplot that his son passed away. So just every now and then, it'll be, like, about his son being murdered, but then he just talks about coffee for the rest of the week. That is a sad dad. It's pretty great. Um, At coffee underscore dad, maybe? I don't know. Um... This has been an episode of Mark Reed's Twitter to you. Uh, yeah, so they, they break off into their three hotel rooms. How old is Anne? She's like 14. 12? Question mark. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, old, like old enough. I would love it if I were at that age. Araki doesn't know what age is. Yeah, true. See also Lucy Steele. look like yeah they're like 30 that's yeah that's a good point if they're because they're if they're like 17 then she's like two because <laughs> that's what the age difference is yeah like. that's true <laughs> she's in her second trimester of a of being a human being oh boy um it'd be so cool to have a your own hotel room at that age though absolutely i would watch hbo Ooh. Ooh. you probably gotta pay you have to pay for that at, at hotels yeah. not if it's a good hotel 
I used to stay in hotels a bunch because I would go on these. Um, my dad's into stamp collecting and stuff. And you were a stand-up comedian when you hold were Hold for applause. Um, and so uh, sometimes I would just get to like go on a free trip to St. Louis or whatever, Chicago, for a weekend. And I fucking love just like going into the elevator at Marriott and being like, I wonder if they're going to have continental breakfast and stuff. <laughs> I miss that. You should just become a traveling salesman. Yeah. I don't think traveling have you salesmen... Have been to those old hotels, or not old, but like... like 90s and early 2000s hotels that had like uh kind of like a, a mock super nintendo or a mock yes. nintendo 64 yes and it's a, like a fake controller that's shaped the same way but looks different and then you could play games for an hour yep you could play like wolfenstein they had yeah, yeah. you like rent it by time i do think that at least in one of them though it may have actually been like an atari jaguar or something shitty <laughs> like a 3do or something but i do know what you mean like they have like the off-brand controller but uh-huh. you, you have to pay a lot of money it was like five bucks an hour mm-hmm. to play wolfenstein on a fucking controller um i always wondered whose parents like paid for that stuff because my parents wouldn't ever pay for anything extra oh i definitely <laughs> just copped on it and then charged the room oh wow <laughs> i wouldn't do that now and that- then learned and then learned i was not supposed to do that yeah but you know you you got to shoot your nazis so who cares <laughs> Um, it's for the greater good. Now they do like I, I think this is like a post two thousands thing where they leave the the bottle of Poland Spring, and the tag says on it somewhere like if you drink me I will charge you eight <laughs> yeah. fucking dollars. That sucks. But when you're thirsty you're like oh look a, a bottle of Poland it's Spring water. is already here. It's like a booby trap. Yeah, it's like a thirst pay, trap. Pay like it's a thirst trap. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Pay like ten times more. Because it's right here, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Speaking of traps, Paul Nareff checks in, and there's a weird doll in his room. <laughs> very good. Which we saw at the at the end, the very last scene of last episode. We saw this creepy doll. And yeah, nobody ever mentions the doll ever, which is really funny. When Paul Nareff is in there, he that's a good point. The doll. And when even when like before it attacks him, he doesn't even know that it's weird that the yeah. doll's under his bed. Yeah, yeah and he was- doesn't say to them, "The stand was a doll." Yeah, <laughs> the stand was on his nightstand, and then it was under the bed. Maybe he didn't even know. Maybe he just thought it was a stand. And <laughs> he didn't even realize that it was a, a bound stand that was tied to... Do we know for sure it was a bound stand? Uh, like, could other people see it? That's a good point. Good question. Yeah, because the, think... the, the room service guy didn't react when it jumped on him. I mean, it was fast. Well, it jumped on him from behind. Yeah, oh, okay. he might not have seen it before he got his... Head cut in. Yeah, I guess we don't know if it's a bound stand, but I thought it was. I don't feel like digging into the nitty gritty. Listeners, write in and tell us <laughs> what this uh, show is about. Is a doll a stand? Yeah, we on know this it, podcast, you do the work. In the in part four, it was surface. I think was the one that I, I forgot. Surface is the uh, the R and B stand. That's the drawing model stand. Mm-hmm. That, that oh. is a real thing for sure, and is a stand. Um. One thing that I uh, wrote down was oh it is a bound stand go ahead though go ahead <laughs> well explain that it's a bound stand. okay when uh we're jumping ahead but when the bad guy yells out his stand name we see the actual stand above him for a brief second um. and then later the doll attacks so. uh, okay okay um what i was gonna say was 
uh, Paul Nareff, before he gets to the room, he was like, I want to go and hur- hurry and shower when it's safe. And that made me think about the girl who was like attacked while she was yeah. showering. And I'm like, I wonder now if she showers differently. Like, I wonder if she's like, let me lock some doors. Let me like see if the coast is put, clear. Put on some Beastie Boys. Let me put on some Beastie Boys. <laughs> let me get this done quick. Jackie is looking into the like the psychological ramifications of yeah, like, anime characters. I want to see like yeah, over time. Over time, how has this affected her emotional and mental state? She's probably a very know? troubled child. Her father has abandoned yeah. her. She's you know had to l- stow away on a ship with giant True. men. Big ben. She was already fucked up. Then she was on. A, <laughs> then she was on a rubbery boat that was ruled by a rapist ape. Mm-hmm. A, 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 a rapist. No, I got a nothing. Rapist. Oh boy. Right. <laughs> and she you. used to love orangutans. <laughs> not, <Right>. not anymore. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, Polnareff checks in, which is not a movie about a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> you got that reference? Were you guys hoping for a Polnareff shower scene? Uh, no. Oh, me neither. Now that you mentioned it. <laughs> I mean, Polnareff, it becomes a running gag that he has awful luck in bathrooms. I forget if we've had that happen yet. Oh, like Pulp oh, yeah, Fiction. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, it is like but Pulp Fiction. Will. Bathrooms are always bad, right? Yeah. Um, well, for uh, Vince. Well, yeah, the the guy we find him in a bathroom. Oh yeah, oh that's yeah, true. Later this up, but it, but it's Polnareff specifically who has bad luck in bathrooms. Mm. He goes into yeah, like I'm surprised like Rocky didn't squeeze in a scene where Polnareff just has to like take a whiz. Yeah, and then we see the doll in the bathroom or something. Um, so this is the the guy could have been uh, in the sh- like shower hiding in the shower. Behind the curtain. But instead, where Rather, is he, Jackie? He's in the fridge. The mini fridge. You know, the hotel <laughs> fridge. Those are so weird. He just took everything out of the and fridge. Very funny. And, and left it there. And left it there and then stuffed himself inside. So Polnareff comes into his hotel room and he goes to the window and we see a shot of the doll. And Polnareff goes like, oh, you're not going to leave us alone, are you? And I was like, oh, Polnareff knows the doll is funky. It must right. be because the doll is really fucking weird looking. And why would there be a doll in your hotel room? <laughs> yeah, but no, he doesn't notice. doll service. Yeah, if you touch the doll, you pay $18. <laughs> uh, you better bring your own dolls. Um, but it's not the doll. He doesn't notice the fucking doll. It's that he turns and he's like, you're in the fridge. Come out. Which I would have been like, you can't possibly be in the fridge, right? <laughs> no, I no one could fit in there. You did something to the fridge, but unless this hotel comes with three meat lockers, there's just no way. Um, but, the attack is now you have to pay for all these tiny bottles of alcohol. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, this guy crawls out like a fucking creep, like a fucking pervert. The way he is, he like licks his the back of his wrists later. He looks fucking weird. Um, this like fishnet Native American guy slithers out and he's like how did you know I was in the fridge and Polnareff is like cause you took all that stuff out (laughs) what it's right there yeah you took all the shit out and you left it on top of the fridge it's like dripping wet yeah and uh so yeah um he introduces himself right yeah he says uh my name is soul sacrifice the devil and let me tell you all about my stand he just starts telling him about his stand but his name isn't really Soul Sacrifice. If you listen closely to the Japanese, it's Noroi Debol. Noroi Debol. Debo. Devil? Debo. Oh, is he Devo? Yep. Devo. Uh, he's Devo or Devo. Where did they get Soul Sacrifice? Araki Devo. suggested it as a yeah. replacement. It's a Santana song. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was like 
going to be the Rolling Stones song Soul Survivor, and they just changed it to avoid copyright. Oh, that's interesting. That works. So Devo, De- Devo has Ev- Devo. Ebony Devil. Yes. Okay. It is kind of awkward that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's better that it's Soul Sacrifice and not like, whip it. Um, so, yeah, he comes out and mm. Jackie starts talking about grudges or something like that. Um, I don't know what he's yeah, talking his stand, about. Yeah, we get a color again. Because strength he's didn't like, have a he color. Introduces, he introduces his tarot. You know, yeah, he introduces his yeah. tarot card, and he's like, right. "It's the devil. This right. is what it means." Yeah. but that's like not actually what it means. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking nerd. Yeah, he, so he's like explaining his stand, and he starts to explain his powers and stuff. And I was just writing down, why is he telling him what his fucking power is? Why would you do that? Yeah, because he's gonna die soon. Later, he even says, like, an assassin would never talk about this stand. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But this guy's like, I, I mean, he is kind of wrong. Maybe he is throwing him off because he's saying it represents all these things that, yeah, Elliot, like you said, it doesn't really do any of that stuff. He just speaks about the tarot in general without applying it to his stand. But anyway, um, he then yells, Ebony Devil, because we got the color back. Strength, for some reason, has no color, but go figure. I guess only human stands can have colors. Orangutans are colorblind. Oh. Maybe. No, I just made that up. (laughs) Um, Nobody check that. Please don't. Um, uh, Polnareff pulls out uh, his uh, guy. Silver chariot. His silver chariot. And silver chariot stabs him in the eye. Stabs Devo in the eye. Well, because Devo pulls out his thing. the eye and the tongue. Yeah, they censor the hell out of it. We don't have, like, the Blu-rays or anything, so. so. Yeah. He basically just, like, hits him with a charcoal marker is what we see on the censored version. Because a bunch of his body turns black. From being stabbed, he becomes a chimney sweep. Yeah, um, and then he's like, like fucking with like a smile in his face, and his tongue is like hanging out, and he's like, "Ita, ita, ita!" Like it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, but he's like smiling and like happy about he's like, it. I love it. Like this is great. I love it. <laughs> I'm cursing you. Um, and he says like, "I'm gonna curse you." My stand, well, whatever, whatever. And then he falls off the fucking balcony. Uh, Polnareff goes to look. And he's and gone. He's gone. He's gone. Um, which is weird because it, it made me think that it was like a post-mortem stand, you know? Because we mm. kind of get hints of that later in the uh, in JoJo's. Not hints of it. We get those later. Mm. And so, you know, at first I was kind of like, oh, is it like the user is dead and now you can't do anything about it? Because, you know. But we find out he's alive and it's just a Batman-style move. Yeah, he's just taking his shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> just like Batman. <laughs> just like Batman. How does he do that? Does he have to take off the whole yeah, fucking suit? Yeah, he's take, yeah. The whole oh, sure. You don't yeah. think he wears a diaper? I mean, mm. Well, he can make gadgets, so I'm sure he can make a gadget where it just like removes his poop. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's like um, in the old times, the like little kids they had a little little, little butt, butt window, flap. little butt window. Yeah, right. the butt flap. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't maybe... see it because of the cape. Yeah. Or maybe he's <laughs> a diaper point. daddy. No, I shouldn't have. <laughs> he's got a colostomy bat bag. Oof. Um, anyway, that's what the belt is for. Yeah, the belt the is. Belt. Yeah, inside one of the packets is just a bunch of shit. <laughs> it's guano. <You're laughs> very bat good. Guano. I don't very get good. It. Guano is a name for bat shit in some uh, territories. Oh. Yeah. It's in Ace Ventura too. Anyway. Okay. I was like, <laughs> why, do you, why do you know the principality thing? of Ace Ventura? Right. In the academic <laughs> literature known as Ace Ventura, <laughs> when nature calls. <laughs> Um, the racist sequel to a transphobic movie. Um, by the way, go ahead and in 2018, watch Ace Ventura 1 and see how you feel. If you care about yeah, people. That, that movie has not 
aged well. I think about it a lot, <laughs> like too much. I feel like the scene where he comes out of the hippo will still make me laugh, though. That's from the second one, um, and yeah, it's pretty great. And like the kid is just disturbed forever. <laughs> Sees that happen. Um, anyway, I mean, you know, the Jim Carrey physicality, like describing stuff in slow motion, doing rewind and stuff. Great. Um, so Polnareff is like that guy is fucking weird, but then he. <laughs> Without knowing like what is happening or seeing what's happening, his ankle, his foot is like chunked off, mm-hmm. like a piece of his foot comes off, right? Yeah, I thought it, he cut his Achilles tendon, but yeah. I guess that wouldn't be yeah. the case because then it would take forever to heal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he look, he gets stabbed. So it's, it's just bleeding everywhere. Yeah, I guess. And he does two things, I believe. He uh, does he call the the rest of the Abdul and Joseph calls, right now? Yeah, he yes. calls Abdul and Joseph, and they they. Uh, yeah, I guess he calls Joseph, and Joseph puts Abdul on the phone, and uh, Polnareff is like, "This guy is really creepy," um, and he he said his name was Soul Sacrifice Devo, and he had the devil, and Abdul's like, "I've heard of all of this because somehow <laughs> Abdul has heard of everything." Yeah, <laughs> except how stands actually work. <laughs> Yeah. Um, meanwhile, there's a doll under the bed while he's talking on the phone. So he's, yeah, he's heard about a lot, but not because they, they they don't know the stand because everyone who interacts with uh, Debo dies. Right. They they say that yeah, he's it's a, funny how much he hypes it, like they have to hype up Debo yeah. as like he's taken down mafia leaders and and all sorts of assassinations. He, yeah, but not a French guy strapped to a bed. <laughs> yeah. they, they also they describe him as a Native American medicine man, but Which he is, is cool. not a nice guy. Well, you don't have to be. There's assholes of every profession and background. Okay. I've seen it. Um, what, and what if a, what if Abdullah mentions, like, also, I heard you can fit into a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. He can good. fold himself. He does, this, he does this all the time at parties. He just folds himself into yeah. a mini fridge. Wow. <laughs> he's, like a, he's like a Lisa mattress or a, a Casper mattress. By the way, this week's sponsor is either Lisa or Casper. <laughs> yeah. It's purple. Uh, God, you guys take forever to return your product. Purple, you were kind of cool no, for a minute. No, don't, no. don't talk about purple. All right. Uh, well, yeah, they don't do mini fridge anyway. They send it rolled up. But Casper and Lisa send you a mattress compressed in the size of a mini fridge. So maybe he squishes himself like one of those mail order foam direct to consumer mattresses. You know, mm. and then like when you open the fridge, he's like, "Give me about ten minutes, and I'll completely, <laughs> I'll completely deflate." Like. <laughs> Go back to normal, just slowly. Can you imagine what it was like when he got into that room before Polnareff got there, and he was just like taking out every beer can one by one. <laughs> he was like, "All right, and let's take this out." He, yeah, he, and then he had to go in. He had to go into the fridge butt first so that he could walk <laughs> out correctly. Do you think he like wondered about taking a shelf out? He was just like, yeah, "Ah, man, sure. my genitals are going to be up on the fucking icebox <laughs> part because you know those shitty fridges just have an icebox." He couldn't have had a lot of time to do it though, because you need to like, like it. They just showed up and asked for a room, so he mm-hmm. wouldn't have known it what room. It was not room. a reservation, no. Yeah, he yeah. wouldn't have known what room they were gonna stay in, so he must have been like in the lobby listening and be like, "Okay, Paul Narifson, like four A," and then like runs. I, I guess yeah, like the clean, jumps in the fridge. Like the cleaning room left the door open, and he just went in there and, and jammed himself in the yeah. fridge. Um. And put the doll on the nightstand. The yeah, throw forget. the doll, jump in the fridge. He got into the fridge first, and then he was like, oh, shit, I forgot the doll. And he had to jump out, get the doll out, <laughs> prop it up so it looks yeah. creepy, put his yeah. butt back in the fridge. <laughs> get your ass in that fridge, Debo. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, Polnareff is cut. He calls. He gets a whole backstory. He also calls the front desk, and he ha- he asks specifically uh. for, quote, some kind of medicine. <laughs> he says, yeah, some kind of medicine and bandages, which I, I don't, I really, I yeah, I've seen the episode. I've read the chapter. I don't know why you would summon an innocent person to this room where you think a stand is. That's true. Well, I, I think at this point, he doesn't realize the stand is still there. I think that he thought the That's stand true. user jumped off the balcony and now I'm safe, but I was cut. Like he threw him off and he slashed him on the way down or something? Yeah. I don't know though, because he looks to see where he is, doesn't see him, and his and his foot explodes. Yeah. I think that I he thinks that he's safe. I, he must, because it's a stupid thing to do. But I, also while he's on the phone, he's like kicking around the doll at, at his feet and he's like, eh. <laughs> oh yeah yeah he's kind of yeah Not he's just like no i guess um yeah so then he's like where's my room key and Bef- before that though um uh we uh switch to joseph and abdul are talking like this is after they get off the phone and they're talking and they're like oh it's dangerous to leave abdul alone uh he said he's gonna come over here and i'm like you guys should go over there <laughs> yeah why don't they <laughs> go something. to paul Nerf's room yeah um or like meet somewhere, I don't know. And also at some Make point. Make sure that he's okay. Jotaro and Kakyoin go to meet up with Joseph and Abdul and they stop at Anne's room and tell her not to leave and later justify it by saying it would be dangerous for her to come here because she doesn't have a stand. So we just left her alone and told her not to open the door. <laughs> Which is weird, like a stand user is just going to knock on the door. Else. Yeah. This guy came out of a fridge. He could be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he could be in any fridge at any time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just fridges, not safes, not closets. Is this... Part of the devil power? Is it related to the devil in any when way? When you look at the stand card between commercials, it says, can fit into fridge. Like You know that graph where it shows power and speed and stuff? One of them is fridge, and, mm. it, and his is just maxed out on that side. Um, yeah, fridge grade, S, S, plus. Perfect. Um, I think ultimately, like, none of the team really care about Polnareff also. Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't really respond appropriately to this. Like, he was they don't also just like the guy... That- the guy that tried to kill him at them at a restaurant and then decided to join and they're like oh, i guess he's all right yeah like i mean kakyoin also though was a bad guy but i guess kakyoin hasn't really kakyoin already killed somebody for them he killed uh glenn fry that's true and kakyoin is in it for the mom which is that's a true. noble reason he's a milf lover <laughs> i noticed that um uh jotaro when he got the phone call from abdul and joseph he was just like Oh, there's something going on. Like, he was just, like, really... <laughs> oh, yeah. His voice very, was, like, really monotone. Like, oh, there's something happening. We should go. He doesn't even tell Kakyoin very much. Kakyoin is like, oh, what was that all about? And yeah. then Jotaro's like, it sounds dangerous. Let's go. <laughs> there's a stand. We should move. <laughs> um, so back to Polnareff's uh, bizarre adventure. Um, <laughs> he crawls onto the bed to get to his room key. Popo's bizarre adventure. But as he's... Uh, Grabbing, no, that's the cop that he talks to at first. He's the popo. Uh, as he goes to grab the room key, we see the devil little, we see the little doll behind him, and then we see a lasso grab his hand, pull it to the bed, and then we see that all of his, his limbs, all four of them, have been lassoed. He's under the bed now. He's literally, yes, yeah, pulled taut against the underside of the, you know, bed, bed box spring or bed. He's pulled under the bed. Yeah, and he's all tied up, and he goes, ooh, sponsored by tied up, daddy. <laughs> sponsored yeah. by Casper Mattresses. If they fall on you, well, it won't be that bad. Um, and then the ebony devil... You missed the part where the 
the doll like shoots shampoo into his eye. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering what that was. He tries to, to blind him. Yeah. And he goes, ah, my eye. This, this doll <laughs> is filthy. Um, no, he's using shampoo. Come on. That was true. <laughs> he then runs and very a fucked up mouth. Yeah. Why he's got, would like, you make a doll with like a sandworm mouth? The, yeah. The doll changed. It's a sarlacc pit. Yeah. It was originally like just like a normal cute doll. And then when it, I thought it was cute. And then when, right. it, when it came to life, it was like, it looked like Pinocchio or something. And then when it came to life, it was like terrifying. Well, I've like, got two fucking teeth, Rose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to eat your balls. <laughs> I'll eat your fucking balls. God. You're fucking Tama. Um, his head spins. He can spin parts of himself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, horror movie. Yeah, impressed. he's Chucky, right? I mean, like that's kind of how I was looking at it. Like it's Child's Play or Chucky. He's the living doll. There's or, so many. Yes. There's so many. That's a big trope in horror. You're right. Like the the dolls that come alive or the uh, ventriloquist dummy that comes alive. Mm-hmm. It looks to me like a there's ventriloquist like dummy. Two or three Twilight Zone episodes about this. Yeah. Ta- talking Tina is the big one. Is this Chucky from Rugrats? No. That oh. would not be that would not be threatening at all. Oh, maybe to you. <laughs> um you know what's funny? Uh-huh. Do you know who scored Rugrats? Mark Mothersbaugh. Who's from what band? Uh Devo. That's right. Is that that's the theme, right? Yeah. yeah. You've sort of got it. When did Child's Play come out? I'm gonna go ahead and just throw out what? You can guess. You go ahead, guess. I think it was gonna be ninety, so I was gonna say like eighty seven, but it sounds later, huh? Yeah, no, it came out in eighty eight. Okay, so it could be possible. Basically, yeah. I think that's when this was written. Yeah. Did he also do the Simpsons theme? No. Chucky? No, that's... <laughs> yeah. I forget his name. <laughs> that's uh, the guy who does Tim Burton themes, right? It's like Castanella or something like that. Don Castanella? Oh, no. No. That's, uh, that's the voice of Homer. Oh. Uh, I think it's Danny Elfman, isn't it? You're right. It is yeah. Danny Elfman. Yes! It's pronounced Elfman. Thanks. Um. So, um fucking uh okay so then the devil starts basically the ebony devil has like a set of like swiss army knife like level of variety he's got a saw he's got ropes he's got shampoo he then has a saw (laughs) which he then runs around and he saws off all the legs on the bed so that which is a little bit unnecessary i guess it's so polnareff really can't see anything because it then the bed falls down, crushing Polnareff, but not enough to really, really hurt him. It's just a mattress, I guess, and Polnareff yeah. is huge. He's um, a huge boy. And so he's just, like, cr- collapsed under a mattress. And um, Ebony Devil then is above him and taunting him. And he takes a spear, right? Where does he get that fucking spear? How am I supposed to know? I don't know. He just has weapons. It's almost like a stanchion. It was in the fridge, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it almost looked like it's a stanchion, like maybe from the buffet line. Like lunch is closed at this hour. He like took it, but I don't know why it's sharp. But whatever. It's, but it's kind of small. It's like it's the size of the yeah, it's yeah. not a human size spear. It's the size of the doll. By the way, if you've played the JoJo's fighting game, the two D one that I bring up all the time, uh, it's incredible. If you've played as the character, because there's Devo or Debo or Debo, if you have the Viz translations. Um, is a playable character and it's so cool watching this episode and seeing all the animations that were perfectly copied for his character but anyway cool um, you know like he's like the way his head spins uh, the way he cuts the way he spins the spear it's all 
perfect. It's great. Um, so he's stabbing at him now through the bed. He's just kind of having fun because he could go kill him, I think, directly. He could cut his hand off or something. But yeah. he's just having fun just stabbing blindly from the top of the bed. And Polnareff calls Silver Chariot, but Silver Chariot doesn't know where the devil is. Yeah, and, and the devil makes the point. He's like, your stand is not the type that you can uh, do things when you can't see. Right. You can't attack, you know, what you can't see. And so yeah. he's also now, he slashes at the devil's, fo- uh, at the Silver Chariot's foot. But, so that means that his stand can. The, uh, the, oh, yeah. The, 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 whatever, oh, the devil. Yeah, it's, so, also, it's a bound stand, but it's also a remote stand. Okay, I see. So normally you would know when a mo- so most stands can't like the 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 u- the stand user has to see. Yeah. Okay. Like a uh, killer queen needs to be able to see, but sheer heart attack doesn't. Sheer heart attack just homes in on you and does whatever. I mean, the doll is almost a separate personality. Almost, it has a different voice. I'll say that. I believe it's a different voice actor. Yeah, that's true. Um, and he sounded familiar at one point, the, the doll's voice actor, but I didn't look it up. Um, and so anyway, he's interrupted at one point after he's like taunting Polnareff and slashing at his stand and cutting him. It's just super well animated, by the way, this whole episode. Yeah, it's pretty great. And they used him as 3D. Like at first it feels like a waste because it's just when Polnareff walks in the room, there's a 3D shot of the hallway he's walking through and you're like why but later they use it to show the whole situation they kind of do a 360 shot around the room to show you where the doll is where silver chariot is and what the hotel room looks like and it's pretty cool um they're interrupted because room service finally arrives <laughs> and Polnareff is like no you'll be killed no way from like under here. from under the bed and yeah. the guy's like what's going on why are you under the bed because he sees the bed is fucked up and this guy's probably like what are you doing to our hotel how did you get in you the- took out all the yeah. beer you gotta pay for that man are you paying for the walk-in fridge um so it's totally Paul Nair's fault that this guy gets murdered right? I kind of think it's his fault pretty much mm. but then we just see uh the shadow of Ebony Devil who now has a fourth tool or fifth tool rather a razor um and it's super censored here but it looks disgusting it looks like he shears half of this guy's face off and like yeah, the, the I, flesh and skin hits the mm, ground all wet right because I thought the shot was I thought the doll was going to cut off his head but it, it, like, comes in at an angle and just, like, cuts the front of his face. It's horrible. It's worse than... If he cut his head off, I'd be happier. Right. But it just, like, cuts his... A big chunk of his head off, his I, face. I liked it. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was great. Well, that's weird. Um, maybe he lives. Maybe I need to buy the Blu-rays just to watch all the gore. Um, yes. Hopefully the USA ones are uncensored as well. Um, so... What was I going to say? So yeah, that guy's fucking dead. <laughs> and he falls down face <laughs> first. And a bunch of blood is everywhere. And Meanwhile, the- everyone is still just in their room. Not helping. Yeah, they're there. just... Yeah. They're walking to like, you know, Joseph and Abdul's room. And they're like, oh, you guys are far from the ice machine. <laughs> that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. You, you need but the elevator. not near the elevator. Yeah, that's nice, but... It- it's kind convenient, of convenient, but it could be noise. And just meanwhile, Polnareff <laughs> is being chopped up slowly. Um, so then the Ebony Devil goes back to fucking with Polnareff. It bites Silver Chariot's shoulder. Yeah. And then his whole body spins, but his head stays still. It's almost like the yeah. way a crocodile eats people or yeah. bites like a caribou or whatever. Not caribou. Those are reindeer. Uh, the way it bites gazelles. I mean, it could. Uh, it, it, it technically could. 
If you threw them in a pit together. Just a crocodile in the Arctic. Like, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> crocodile fighting reindeer. Um, yeah, so it does this thing where it, it bites Silver Chariot and then is spinning. It cuts his hand really deeply. Like, Polnareff's hand is almost cut in fucking half. Yeah. Um, just keeps stabbing him and he keeps bleeding. He takes a lot of damage, which yeah. disappears by the end of the yeah. Yes. At true. one point, Polnareff goes to slash at him and stabs the mirror a bunch. I think the devil uh, taunts him for not being able to see, um, or at least that's that's what we're made to believe is that he's like, ah, you're trying to stab at him, and he's like, I have to keep stabbing. At one point, um, but eventually we start to see the devil running around the bed. Oh, by the way, in the beginning of this whole battle, when he's strapped under the bed and you just hear the doll's footsteps running around, I think that's a really cool effect. It's kind of scary. Mm. You just hear like these really fast mm. footsteps and you're like, what the fuck is this? Um, but here we hear footsteps and the doll is just spilling a bunch of stuff around the edge it's of the bed. It's stabbing the beers. It's stabbing oh, does the, it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice Oh, yeah, that. yeah. So that's that's probably the only reason why the fridge came into play. At least it came into play, which is like, <laughs> oh, now all these bottles are broken and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he all breaks two bottles at one point. He smashes them together. And he says, like, you see what I've poured around you, Polnaroff? It's alcohol, juice, and stuff. And, and I'm kind of like, why did you pour the juice? <laughs> Just pour the alcohol. And by the way, the alcohol has to be of a certain proof to catch fire. But that's not what he's doing. Right. He's huh? he's using he's, oh. he's using the water to electrocute yeah. I him. I thought he was ah. gonna ca- to burn it, but that wouldn't work. But also like he's yeah, he's gonna use um a hairdryer which somehow shoots fire, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to electrocute him, but that also wouldn't work. He know? says it's he says it's short circuiting, but I guess yeah. he short circuited it himself. Miles, you're making a face. I think I know what you're gonna bring up. Uh, well, it it just seems like there would have to be much more liquid for the hairdryer to electrocute him. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going to go. Where did I you thought you were going to bring up the point that the doll said, if I had a dick, I would piss to make everything wetter. <laughs> and oh, the, and yeah. the doll grabs its own dick. It grabs its own, like, hopefully Crush. just its clothes that it bunches up into, like, a fucking penis shape. And this is a weird doll. It could have a dick. How he would piss all over the place. It's a horny doll, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's... Yeah. And I think Paul Nerf goes like, oh, what a vulgar guy. Yeah, he says, what a <laughs> vulgar doll. Yeah. Which uh, also is my favorite part of Child's Play. It's like an okay movie, but there's a great moment where Chucky just has to pretend he's just a doll and he's just laying in an elevator and an old couple goes by him in the elevator and the woman looks and goes, ugly doll. And then when they get right out of earshot, Chucky goes, fuck you. It's pretty great. This Shout- is still Chucky from Rugrats? No. <laughs> Shoutouts to Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif. Been in a lot of shit. She wouldn't know. It does a lot of voice acting and real acting. Who is this person? He's the villain in Exorcist 3. He's the voice of Chucky at all times. Mm. He's good. Um, Damn, what else is he in? Anyway. And Chucky is Tommy's friend. um, Mm -hmm. What's uh, Chucky's last name in Rugrats? (laughs) Tommy. It's something Jewish, right? Is Chucky Jewish? No. Whoa. No, All right. Tommy's Tommy. Jewish. The Gentile Tommy. lobby over here is really Tommy upset. Pickles. <laughs> Tommy Pickles is Chucky. Jewish. I Chucky. I don't think Chucky's hamburger. Jewish. Chucky, Chucky, ground <laughs> Chuck. Chucky McChuck. Well, then he's Irish. I don't know. I don't know what Chuck. Well, Chucky's I not think, Jewish. Isn't though. Tommy Jewish? Because Tommy do, is Jewish. They do the Passover. Tommy, Tommy. Actually, I think I think Tommy might be Jewish on his father's side because his grandpa is definitely Jewish. Okay. But I there's think, a lot of lore and. 
drug rats. <laughs> yeah. Let me I, crack open the Rugrats I, I wiki. Think, I think one side of his family is something else because I Chucky think... Chucky Finster, he's definitely Jewish. Because they celebrate both. I don't know. Because <laughs> they celebrate both. Was that anti-Semitic? I'm, I'm going to type something. Can you Google is Chucky Jewish? Oh, guys, I Googled Rugrats wiki. What do you think came up? I don't what? know. Oh, the Rugrats wiki. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, it exists. All right, let's see. There is a Rugrats wiki. Okay. Chucky was born in 1989. He's only two years Bef- younger than me. Before yeah. I make a bunch of anti-Semitic jokes, I'd like to uh, address the fact that I am Jewish. So prove it. Show us your dick. Here to for- <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, by the way, wanted to um, update some people on this because I don't think we ever brought this into uh, the podcast. Did you mention that you were joking about becoming Jewish? Yes. Okay. Not on the podcast. Not on the podcast, no. All right, Miles has been asked to ordain a friend's wedding. And Miles then, to fuck with me... Um, I don't think the verb is ordain. I think I would become ordained. You're right, you're right, you're right, right. right. I, what do you call it then? Oversee uh, or... Officiate. Officiate, yeah, officiate. thank hey. you. And Miles was joking yeah. that, he would, that, he would, <laughs> that he would just become a rabbi. Uh, we then found out, and I'm Jewish, but I don't know a ton about it other than they're supposed to turn you away when you try to convert to Judaism. Um, I don't know a ton about it, but I was just telling him that it's actually harder. It's and, a very long process, and it was going to be totally worth it to me, except for one thing. The one thing is, is that you have to get circumcised to mm-hmm, become Jewish. Mm-hmm. Now, Miles. I'm already circumcised, baby. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, is that... It they, doesn't matter. But they, it doesn't matter. They don't take it. They have to fucking stab. They have to, like, take you the skin of your penis as an adult and poke it. Like, put a hole in it so that you bleed a little bit and that is considered like a ritualistic symbol that you were circumcised that you have made the jewish covenant with god which is why you you don't see many male converts oh because at some point there has to be you gotta show us like a grown-up and like there's no ceremony either like when you're a baby people come over they eat i I don't know if anyone actually watches that shit but oh yeah they give you presents i don't know (laughs) but like as as an as a grown-up you just go to some dude's house, I guess, and you just well, cut your thing, though. It's like it's like with birthday parties when you're an adult. It's not like you can't expect your parents to throw it for you anymore. You have right. to organize it yourself. So I if guess. you get circumcised, you have to throw your own oh. circumcision party. You're saying that you should go to this old dude's house and be like, "Do you mind if some of my friends come and they just have champagne?" Yeah. For you your... gotta you gotta make a Facebook event page and everything. Right, right. And any maybes get get fucked. Any maybes, <laughs> you're not going. Forget it. So look out for my evite to my adult bris. <laughs> it's just, it's so weird to me to see people of like equal height standing next to each other. And he's just like, all right, old man. And the old guy's like, all right, let me just grab some of the skin here. That's what, that's what this guy, this moil, official moil, that's the person who cuts dicks. Um, first, first circumcision for ritualistic circumcision. Uh-huh. Gr- like has to just reach down, pluck some of your skin and just like poke it. And then you bleed and you're like, ow, you fucking dirty old man. And he's like, all right. You've been circumcised. You're Jewish. That'll be eighty nine fifty or whatever, whatever he charges, and uh, then you can have a pizza party or whatever. <laughs> eighty nine fifty. That's 80- outrageous. Eighty nine fifty is actually from an old Garfield comic. Um, it's a it's a dumb joke because it's Garfield, but it's John is at the movies, and he's like, "Let me get the popcorn, the soda, the whatever candy," and it's a bunch of jokey names. Uh, and the cashier says that'll be eighty nine fifty, and I always use that number as like an, <laughs> just a reference for really high priced food, um, or circumcision. <laughs> yeah, food. Anyway, the point is, if you're gonna become Jewish, just be a woman first. It's easier. 
You True. don't have to get circumcised. Just be a woman. This There's, has been JoJo's Circumcision Podcast. Yeah, JoJo's Bizarre Rituals. <laughs> Good one. Uh, okay, so Chucky. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Hang on. Let me. I'm just looking up Chucky's ethnicity. Hang on. He did a 23 in me. Let me find that. <laughs> <laughs> He's Ashkenazi. What's the other Jewish? There's a few. Messianic, Sephardic. Okay. See, I am Jewish. I don't have time to Google that. Oh, I just Apple F'd on Chucky's wiki page for the word Jew, and nothing came up. So he must be a uh, Gentile. No, just look up all the look up all the religions of the. For some reason, that coexist bumper sticker popped into my head. You know what I mean? But like with all the Rugrats faces on it. Look up all the religions. I'm not. Because they have like Christmas specials and they have Hanukkah specials. I just remember for the Passover special, he refuses to pronounce the word herb correctly. There is a Wikipedia article, not Rugrats wiki, an actual Wikipedia article called Judaism and Rugrats. Wow. I will now read nice. to you out loud the entire thing. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's actually really long. Wow. Oh my god. Let me see if there's a and there's no disclaimer up top about like this article does not meet Wikipedia's standards for notoriety. It's just yeah, it's legit. But it's their best article. <laughs> Jewish character Grandpa Boris's portrayal in 1990. <gasps> Grandpa Boris. 1998 Rugrats comic strip was criticized by the Anti-Defamation League for apparent anti-Semitism. That is hilarious. Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm not going to keep going down this route. People must hate us. Um, Anyway, listeners, if you know Chucky's religion, um, please tell us. I think he's he's atheist. He would be like, yeah, or like a Satanist. (laughs) (laughs) Chucky's a Satanist. No, no, no. Wait, are you talking about the doll or are we talking about... The Rugrat. No, the Rugrat is a Satanist. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You were talking about the doll, right, Elliot? I was talking about the doll. Okay, okay. I like that's it what I was. That's what I was hoping. I like it better I was like, why the fuck would the Rugrat be a Satanist? <laughs> um, but, you know, I think there's actually, I think in Chucky it's actually Vodun. It's actually voodoo used to uh, put the criminal who's killed into the Chucky doll. Oh, right. So, okay. That makes sense. That anyway, tracks. so we know one of the Chuckies in pop culture. Anyway, um, so the doll has like wet the whole board of the bed and he's like, feel around you, Polnareff. And Polnareff's like, it's wet. And he's like, I'm going to throw this short-circuiting hairdryer. And uh, and before that, he's yelling, I'm going to bite your balls off. Yes. That's and, important. And relevant to doll, everything else we're talking about. The doll about. is jealous, actually. Yeah, the doll doesn't have genitals. That's really yeah. what he wants. Um, Very Freudian. Polnareff then talks shit and stabs him in the fucking face right he stabs him in like the eye like through the head that's right and then you know he's like hey i've been spilling some stuff around here of my own and he mentions all the glass that's been breaking out no before that though the 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 he so he's about he he pretty much drops the hair dryer oh yeah. really he yeah. does drop the hair he dryer drops it but before it falls polnareff says like well fuck, oh, it, yeah. fuck you i got mirrors yeah and he stabs he through stabs the hair dryer through it. Yeah. Oh, is that what happened? Because I was wondering what happened to the hairdryer. Like, that shouldn't it still have like killed him? Yeah, he but... still gets electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He stabs through it and through the doll's eye. It's a cool thing. Yeah. It's a cool little shot that happens. I forgot about it though. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, I've been you know spilling these parts of the mirror all over the place. I have a pretty great view of what's going on above me." Which means maybe he was taking his time figuring out, like, okay, well, in the mirror, my right is my left, and mm. the doll, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was hard for him to figure out where to stab. Yeah. Um, so then he comes out 
And he says, like, hey, didn't you say you were going to bite my balls off? And the doll is just, like, reeling. And he basically is like, come at me to the doll. He was also like, hey, I'm looking for a guy with two right hands. Could you help me out? (laughs) He's like, yeah, that guy, what's his stand? And he's like, you idiot. An assassin would never tell you the secret of his stand. Even though he was like, oh, the devil is represented by... Courses. Yeah, and then the, the and then uh, we have to imagine what's happening to the stand user is awful. We see some of it later, but this doll yep. runs at Polnareff, and Polnareff uses Silver Chariot to just cut both his fucking legs off in one swoop. It's pretty metal. Um, <laughs> then he stabs the shit out of the doll and slices him so bad he just turns into like stuffing. He's yeah, but just... he cuts off everything but his dick. Oh yeah, he says yeah. that I'm gonna cut off everything except your balls. Which why would you? Why would you do that? You'll just, but then it's it's as if he was cutting off your balls because your everything else is cut, right? Right. But also, this doll said he didn't have a dick. So this, does this doll have a ball sack? I think no, he just he does just have a ball sack, but no penis. Well, what's the know. point? Yeah, that's like a real heavy circumcision. Just lose <laughs> oh, the whole thing. No. That's like a quadruple bris. Yeah, that's when you've converted back and forth so many times. <laughs> oh, no. Um, this is the worst episode we've ever done. Um, so, yeah, he just, like, rips the doll into pieces using Silver Chariot. Yeah. And eventually goes to meet um, Joseph and Abdul and everyone in the hotel room. And he walks in, and I think they just kind of were like, oh, you're late, or whatever. They're just like... Yeah, they never acknowledge that he's totally cut up. Goofing on him. And Polnareff says, Tsukareta, which... Elliot, is that like the otsu? Like the thing you say when you're done with work for the day? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, um... deshita, that kind of thing? Kind of. I think it's, it's the same verb. The same vein. It's kind of like... It does mean just like I'm tired. It's sort of like, like I've been working, like kind of. That's, yeah, that's what I, I was hoping for that kind of translation. Like, I, did, I did a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like ah, I just finished a lot of hard work, and you don't know that. Yeah, um, and then he just collapses. Um, we cut down to a bathroom, I presume, on the first floor, and there's a janitor, <laughs> uh-huh. and the janitor's like, "Sir, are you okay in that bathroom stall? You've been in there for a while." And he knocks. Who's keeping track of how long people are in the bathroom? Well, he's been cleaning, and he's, oh, okay. he saw feet and was like, "I won't open that one." Fine, that's fair. Um, you know, I had a lot of experience cleaning bathrooms. And maybe he's just been screaming the whole time. Well, there's that too, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because we hear him yell, actually. When he finally starts to stab the doll for real, we hear that's his true. voice yelling from somewhere in the hotel. Listen, it's not weird to scream in a bathroom stall. That's true. <laughs> I mean, the first time it's not. The fourth time you got to check. Yeah. So he opens the door and we just see, and again, it's half censored, but it's still horrible what you can see. It's just this destroyed person in this bathroom stall. And everything is, like, blacked out except for his crotch. Yeah. No, but also his face is, like, saggy That's off to true. the side. Oh, I see. You're making a joke. I'm sorry. I just shit on it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so this is Polnareff. Is this his first kill? I don't remember. It might be. I like to keep track of so, who gets his first, killed. His first battle? No, his first kill. Like That, um, we, that we see. Not I incapacitated an enemy, but I straight up killed a fucking guy. I assume he's I killed people murder. before, though. He was working for Dio before, so he's probably killed people. No, nah, it doesn't count. The real first kill is uh, the uh, hotel worker. What? That's on him. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> the room service guy. Yeah. 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 That's by proxy. Um, anyway, the last thing that we see is this cool scene where... No. What? 
the speed wagon. So, so oh, the police, yeah. the oh, police yeah, are like, in jail. who killed this body? It must have been Polnareff, although I don't know why they thought that. So they thought because there's was a dead room. person in like Polnareff's room. In in his room. Yeah. yeah. Polnareff's room is covered in blood and there's this dead lo- lobby boy. Oh, the lobby boy. Okay. And Got the it. police officer makes the jump like, they must be connected, right? As if you couldn't just charge him with the hotel worker's death. But it seems like the Speedwagon Foundation just gets him off. Yeah. yeah. They just get him away. <laughs> this is added for the anime, as is the scene where they divide up the rooms. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. They're both just added by David Production. They're not in Araki's comic. Um, I felt like the police thing was unnecessary. I feel like left and right, they get, you know, taken away for, for you know, they get, they get to avoid crimes that you're like, why wouldn't anyone have asked? I mean, like, but, it's funny because early on in Stardust Crusaders, they, they still operate under the pretense that they're in like they operate under normal human rules and they're like normal people around and then eventually there's just no normal people ever <laughs> yeah everything just goes to stand there's like no battles. civilians at all right. yeah anyway later on everyone they meet you can assume it is a stand user there's literally <laughs> in the darby stuff literally the bar is all people paid off they yeah. all look like civilians but they're not so, which uh, makes me feel better about the OVA, how it draws uh, Dio running people over on the street in Cairo, just fucking Satoshi Kon's uh, <laughs> completely yeah. like blank faced treatment of violence that is so horrifying. Rip. How do you think they get him out of this situation? Do they bribe the police? Or Probably. is there like a long trial that we miss? I think they bribe the police. I think they find a Singaporean law loophole that lets you murder people. <laughs> Maybe they can't litter, maybe they frame somebody. Yeah, don't litter. It's five hundred uh, Singaporean dollars. As long as you don't throw the corpse onto the street, it's not littering. <laughs> right. Just clean up the fridge, and you know, keep it moving, and you're good. What were we gonna say, Jackie? Yeah, actually, he was in jail because he didn't pay for the mini bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you owe us eight hundred dollars in tiny alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> what? Somebody died. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't even notice this guy. Um. So the last thing they do is they want to like get more information about where Dio's whereabouts are. And Abdul is like, I'll get a Polaroid camera, um, which also made me sad because it wasn't whatever the fuck the fake Polaroid name was in part four. I can't remember it. Oh, bro cam. Oh, it's like bro cam. Yeah, I think it's bro cam. <laughs> bro cam. Um, anyway, so yeah, but uh, Joseph is like, I don't need a camera. And then he does this trick, which he does once. And I think we kind of see why. Um, <laughs> yeah, he puts the hermit purple vines in the TV and he's like holding the TV and the channels start flickering rapidly, like going, like flipping between all the different channels. And Abdul is like, why is it doing that? And he's like, I'm trying to spell out a sentence. And then I think in the comic they used like a specific TV character or he invented a character on TV that started talking to him. Whereas this one, it's just different channels put together. Mm-hmm. And it's basically saying there is a traitor among you. And it is Kakyoin. He says it's the subtitle said among us. There's a traitor among us. And who is who is talking? Like uh, I don't I, I don't remember the Japanese. I don't remember how they say it. But like I thought Hermit Purple just shows you things. Like not why is it talking to them? Well, I mean I don't know. Yeah. I think it's because well at the end we do see that Dio has noticed them. So I I don't know. I kinda thought at first that he manipulated it. That Dio manipulated uh Hermit Purple's premonition? Yeah, I, uh, now that you mention it, though, it might I might be up my ass with that one. Um, yeah, I, I might be stuffed into a fridge with that one. Um, but yeah, at the end, we see Dio with his back to them, and they're like, it's Dio, and he turns around, half covering his face that has no light on it, 
And he says, oh, you're peeking. Um, <laughs> He's like, Joseph Joestar, I know you're I'm watching. I'm still changing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at these. Um, and then the TV. And just says, why are you shirtless? Yeah. He's it's like, well, like it's, it's so dark in my mansion that I have not found my shirt. I'm just wandering around talking to this three-foot-tall old lady. <laughs> He's so cold. He's just testing his stand powers over and over again. Um, then the TV explodes because it was loaded with nitroglycerin. Yeah. Um, instead of just, you know, shattering or whatever. And I don't know how Dio does it, but it's just some kind of psychic link overpower. The TV blows up and they're like blown back. And is that how this ends? No. And then Joseph is like, but I trust Kakyoin. Yeah. But but it sounds bad. Yeah. And then we cut over to the like, where is Kakyoin? And they're like, oh, he's out with Jotaro. And Jotaro's walking and we just see Kakyoin with that dark face anime <laughs> menacing look. And it says, go, 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 uh, <laughs> behind him. And uh, that's where it ends. We get the pion to be continued arrow. Pion. Um, I like this episode. It was a fun app. I liked this episode as well. It looked really yeah. great. And I loved how crazy the villain was. Mm. It was so yeah, cool. It had a good villain and it had a good like Polnareff specific. Like it's a good case for showing why Polnareff should have some spotlight sometimes. Yeah, and it's also... Um, Polnareff's solution to the problem was not far-fetched at all. It was like a completely reasonable, smart thing to do to mm-hmm. break a mirror and use pieces of it. It wasn't like a huge ass pull. It was like, yeah, yeah I'm going to use a mirror. Um, I think that no one... I don't think that he has a true friend in the world, though. I don't think that his Polnareff? friend... I don't think his friends really care about him. Wow. No, they don't. They don't. Damn. He shows a bloody and they're like, you're late, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're late. What? Right, to bit. do what? <laughs> At least they bailed him out. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Maybe they whined the whole time about how much money it cost. Later, they were like, oh, I can't believe we had to pay for you. <laughs> this guy. Um, I do love the plot point where they just have Speedwagon as a friend and Speedwagon just has infinite money. Yeah. It's just somehow Joseph is good in real estate and funnels it into the Speedwagon Foundation but Speedwagon already set it up with a bunch of oil money, something like that. It's just like a bunch of rich people that just keep this company going. So they just have infinite, you know, helicopters and bicycles and <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> uh, go to Egypt. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like it. I like the, um, the TV scene a lot. I'm a big fan of that and how that's put together in the anime <laughs> and the comic conceptually. I think it's really cool. Um, just sewing together different audio. Like the fact they had to go and... Use that TV filter, but also draw all the different uh, styles of TV show, like the detective show and the news and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I, weird, wish, I wish they got to use that more often. The weird kid shows. Yeah, that weird. It looked like Sonic, didn't it? <laughs> like, there's a fucking like Sonic show. Well, I wasn't sure if that was in the manga, and I was wondering what Araki might have been parodying, and I thought it would be a parody of like Ren and Stimpy or something. Yeah, because it's like one big dumb animal caricature is about to hit the other one with a chair or something. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But it looks like Sanic. He looks like a, a hedgehog, but green, I think. Um, that's my OC. Oh yeah, that's that's yours, uh, Elliot. Yeah. Elliot Chan, green. your Facebook page. He's um, Sonic, but he's green and he's faster. Oh, <laughs> faster than Super Sonic. More fast than Sonic. Wow. Um, 
oh, I was going to say, what does he say in Brawl? Is he to go, you're too slow. Every time he does, <laughs> he goes in a supersonic mode, I think. Just mean. Yeah. It's just rude. Um, yeah. I'm really excited for the next episode. I forgot how much I love the next one. Um, what happens in it? You haven't seen it because uh, it's not Talk part of the you. OVA. Oh, can you just tell me? Um, Kakyoin is a traitor. <gasps> Kakyoin is the bad guy. Oh my god, that's Kakyoin very different from the OVA. They, wow, they go fruit shopping. Uh huh. Oh and, yeah, and they buy a that's bunch right. of fruit. That's the first time Kakyoin does its cherry thing. Yep. I mentioned it later. The thing where he's like, "Don't spoil anything for Miles." You'll see. It's a it's a surprise. Oh boy, <laughs> is that is that how I know it's late? It's, this is how you know the show's over. It's time. It's time to end. When it. you when you watch the next episode and see Kakuin with fruit, you can just think about um, just infer what Kakuin likes Jotaro's mom's for. Oh boy. <laughs> um, you can write to us if you want to hear yourself on that uh, correspondence corner. You can write to us at Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail dot com. You can tweet to us shorter things at <laughs> JJB Pod. Uh, we're on SoundCloud and iTunes. We would love it if you uh, gave us a review and subscribed on iTunes. That helps uh, our visibility and stuff. Subscribe. Subscribe, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Um, and yeah, Elliot, thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me. Elliot is on Twitter at name of the year. Yep. Um, didn't you do, you did like the Crunchyroll Awards, right? I did, yeah. I hosted the Crunchyroll Awards. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't win anything, though. Well, would you have won anything? You weren't up for anything. I was not. Best host of anime. You know, the host doesn't win anything. I didn't win anything. Are you an anime? Uh, trying to be. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I remember seeing that. It was you and I think Raina Scully, I think. Mm-hmm. Raina Scully, yeah. Who I only know from Hot Pepper Gaming uh, <laughs> because I've seen most of those videos. You um, should give out health insurance yeah, instead of awards. All right. <laughs> Um, thanks so much for listening Elliot thank you for coming on one day you'll have health insurance (laughs) shit Um, (laughs) just don't get sick Uh have a good week everyone bye Bye. band guns what oof